episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vesner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? I'm trying to figure out if I like pulled a muscle in in my like side or if my kidneys are failing. I hope it's just the There's muscle, a, but it's probably uh, your kidneys. Sure pain. Yeah? Going on in there. That's good, right? No, it's not good at all. Um, the book... Notes from the Underground starts off by saying, I'm a sick man, I'm a spiteful man, and my liver hurts good, but it hurt all the same. And then he goes on drinking. That's you. It's not my liver, though. My liver's on the other side. How do you know? My liver's here. You don't know where your liver is. Yeah, I do. You have two livers, like lungs, one on each side. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> no. Whatever. <laughs> so your kidneys <clears throat> are failing. I guess. My one. Because you have two kidneys. That's perfect. So you have two yeah, livers. So- you have one liver. No, you have two livers, two lungs, <clears throat> two kidneys, two eyes. Everything's in, everything's twos. Yeah, except your heart. You only have one heart. I know that. Two balls. Yeah, you got two. Two I dicks. Got three, dude. <laughs> you only have two balls. Have you seen? Just blowing hang tiny on. Loads? Have you seen the guy with two dicks on Reddit? Yeah. Oh my, that's isn't that crazy? The two huge dicks. I know, <laughs> and it's like you like. You'd think, I don't know what, if you're listening to this, pull out your phone and go, two dicks AMA on Reddit. And A just, girl can never be like, <clears throat> she's like, I just want to have just one hole tonight. Like, no no dice. And it's got to be double double pan every time. And he's done everything you can think of with the two dicks. Like, he's got great stories. Well, obviously. I mean, go at a party and be like, someone's going to be like, that guy, you know that guy's two eight-inch dicks? <laughs> Every girl is going to be like, oh, I got to try that. <laughs> right. When, when am I going to have another opportunity to try that? <laughs> going to get laid all the time. And they're, they both. That guy could be a three out of ten ugly. They both come. What? Yeah. One like shoots come and one like spl- spills come. Are you serious? They're both wired if up. I, if I remember. They're both work. If I remember correctly from reading that um, years ago. Usually when shit like ha- that happens, the-, the stuff doesn't work. No, they both get hard and everything. One gets like harder than the other. Isn't that, that awesome? That is crazy. You'd think that's like a horrible de- defect, but the guy seemed to have a great life. Are you kidding? That guy, you're a freak show in the best possible way. <laughs> yeah. You're a freak show in the sense that girls want to suck your dick. Dicks. Dicks. <laughs> and you're, you have two, so you're. You can get head from two chicks. And that's happening all the time. That's for sure <laughs> happening constantly. Should we go? Should we both blow? How funny would it be to blow him tonight? It's for sure happens constantly. Girls are like, it'd be so funny if we, Stacey, if we just, if we blew Tyler, double dick Tyler. Two dicks. Um, That's awesome. You know, there's people with three balls. It's like a regular thing. Yeah, but that's lame. But it's, it's like, it happens enough. There's a name for it. What is it? I don't know. You just get three the balls. Holy Trinity? Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be a giant inconvenience. I don't not want a third ball. Three balls? Just more calm, dude. Gross. Gross. Um, what's up, Kyle? What'd you do this week? Anything interesting? Yeah. Black or drunk every night. I mean, that's not very interesting. No, my liver hurts. <laughs> I had the even, pl- even, like, I'm even at the point where I'm not even enjoying it, which is for sure some type of... <laughs> a therapist would probably say something about that. Yeah. Doing something destructive that you don't even like. Like, I was planning on going home yesterday. I didn't buy a drink at the fucking bar, but everyone had these free beers. I had mine that I earned, and then I had another one that I earned, and then p- people gave me theirs. What do you mean that you earned? I just did stand up. Oh. Free beer. And uh, <clears throat> the only payment we receive 
for absolutely fucking crushing. Here's a drink. Hey, I got you get fifty bucks for hosting. Yeah, man. Uh, I did. <laughs> I shouldn't tell a story. Fucking. I, won't. I had the pleasure of opening for uh, Dino Archie last night. He's in town, and he hosting. Fucking, yeah, I hosted. You're hosting tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. He tore the roof off the place last night. It was one of the funniest shows I've seen in a long, long time. I know it was. It sounded good from outside the doors. Yeah. There was no room left. Yeah, it was a sold out show. I don't know if. Uh, if those uh, rules are being followed. <laughs> yeah, the rules are the dumbest shit. Oh, my God, dude. At my coffee shop, we are now doing vaccine passports. And, and my- why? Why? Because we're licensed and we're doing events there. We're doing comedy there in a few weeks. Oh. And uh, so, but our clientele is super Christian. Like, it's kind of like the place where Christians go to, like, write their sermons and shit. I don't think Christians are more anti-vax than a regular person. They just have a built-in excuse. That no one else can use. I think I think there's almost just as many people that are like, fuck the vaccine, but they can't be like, my God doesn't let me. No, I think the Venn diagram of Christians and anti-vaxxers is almost two circles right over each other. Yeah. I think most people are anti getting told what to do. Well, then why are 80% of people vaccinated, Kyle? Because they don't have a fucking built-in excuse. I'm vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not, the, make, you're not making the, any the sense. The alternative was... No, I'm saying they have a built-in excuse that they truly believe in their heart, right? Yeah. Whereas I don't believe anything in my heart. So I'm like, <laughs> I think this is stupid, and I think it's going to be wrong, but I'm just going to get out. So you have no conviction. I've no, yeah, exactly. Well, they have like, they truly conviction. believe they're going to hell. Yeah. And this, this might send them there, right? Whereas I believe it's dumb for different reasons, because hell's stupid, Yeah. and they're stupid. Could you imagine believing it. in hell? Like, like believing in hell and actually being afraid of Truly it. Truly believing in it, yeah, I would. You would have to be the most scared person in the world because you know you're going there. If you believed it, and some people do live their life like this, they read the Bible constantly. Yeah, every day. That's what they do. They read it, and they try to figure out a way how they're not going to get to hell, <laughs> because that's what you'd have to do. You'd have to constantly be scheming how to not end up in hell, because there's almost no path to heaven. Do you think there's almost zero? Do you think? It's so they got the carrot and the stick. They got heaven, the carrot, and the stick of hell. What do you think's a bigger motivator? Hell. For sh- you, I mean, you just said it so matter of factly. Yeah. <sighs> There's non-existence, right? The reward I don't give a fuck about. The reward would be dying. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, let's. The alternative is if hell is real, it's somehow the worst torture you can imagine. For eternity. So not only do I have to exist for eternity, which is in its own hell, I get the worst version of that. Yeah, yeah. that's worse to me than whatever reward could possibly. I could be. But in suicide a state- bombers always talk about paradise, and that's that's what they want. That is paradise. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, they're all virgins. That yeah. sucks <laughs> over there. To think you want seventy of those, dude. You want seven, seventy virgins? Seven, start a seven, start a boy band. Like, be Justin Bieber. You get fucking, get 16-year-old girls to sign NDAs when you bag them. There you go. Bieber's had hundreds of virgins and had to bomb zero towers to get there. That's a good point. Like, dudes, God, it sucks being in some of these countries where you can't, you can't go wild out a bit, you know? Uh, you just you, you're in a police state of religion or the government. You yeah. can't go can't wild out. Mm-hmm. Like here, you you want to get pussy? You just 
get a weird outfit or start a band. And you're going to get something. Coming from the 26-year-old version. Yeah. I figured it out, dude. I got the answers. Yeah. I was in the trenches. I'm the one that knows. You don't know. I know. You say you like talking about it like it's so easy. It took you 26 years. It is. <laughs> it is easy. I chose. I chose this path. I was born not getting pussy. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> you merely adopted not getting pussy. I was born not getting pussy. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. Well, do you remember what we read last week, Kyle? But do you know what I mean, though? You're like in India or China, where yeah. it's like, there's so many goddamn people. There's like no, you're in China, and there's no women. You There's like a two to one ratio. Thank you, Mao. In certain age groups, and there's just no women. So you were like, I'm never getting laid. There's body pillows. Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're paying people to hug them. It's fucking sad, dude. It's sad over there. You tell one of those guys, I'll give you 70 virgins. That's infinite virgins. They think they're getting zero. Their whole life, they're like, I'm never getting laid. I have this pillow, though, that I've cut multiple holes into. All I've got to do... Is strap a bunch of marbles to my chest and blow myself up. Fuck it, I already want to die. <laughs> but you're telling me I can die and then get pussy? 70? That's unlimited. Zero is what I have. Oh, that's so funny to me. Oh. Wow. Here I just, you put on a silly hat and start looking dressing goth. You just dress goth. If you just pick a niche that's weird, yeah, you're good. Because there's not enough competition within the niche, someone's going to bang you. I went with jeans and metal shirts. Fuck That's a niche. Worked out, man. That's a niche. I never did it. I never went the niche route. You're a like, well-dressed, I'm suffering, You're dude. a well-dressed gay dude. Yeah. That's a niche. It's a niche, yeah. <laughs> I might start wearing lipstick casually. It's... Did that work? Hmm? Lip, your lipstick? Every chick that has seen the picture of it and was with the it was all about it. Did we talk about that on the podcast? No. Okay, tell everyone what your costume was. and then Did we talk about that? I don't think so. <clears throat> oh, We talked about your costume, but tell them about how you had to go to that Frisbee golf tournament the next day, because that's hilarious. Okay, I went as Rosie the Riveter. The You Can Do It chick, World War II. Tricked women into manual labor. Yeah. That's the bit. And <laughs> my friend put on my lipstick. And she's like, she acted like she was doing me a fucking favor at the time, too. And then when I told Did her... Did she do that on purpose? Yes! <laughs> when I told her what happened the next day, she started laughing in my face. Good for her. I know! <laughs> nice move. I respect it. I respect it. But at the time, she's like, you know, you're going to be drinking and stuff. I'm going to put this on you. Because it didn't look like lipstick. It was yeah. like in a little jar. It was a powder. And she's like wiping it on with like a Q-tip. And I'm like... It doesn't seem right to me. And it took like 15 minutes to put this fucking lipstick on. It did take a long time. It took so long. So, but I'm I'm like, all right, I'm going with it. I'm like, yeah, she knows what she's doing. And you know what? It did last. It lasted all day. And then through the next day. And then the day after that. And what were you doing I the woke next up day? the next day at 8 a.m. after a party that I got home at 4.30. So hammered. And the lipstick won't come off. Were you just scrubbing yourself in the mirror? Uh, I took a couple swipes at it, and I was like, this is just who I am now. I accepted it very quickly. It was very easy to accept. Gave myself a wink and went, eh, it's all right. And then you went Went off. to a Frisbee golf tournament with 80 dorks. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say the story that I've said on stage. It feels disingenuous now. I'm trying to laugh. I'm being a good audience. I know. It, but fucking it feels t- disingenuous. It's funny, man. It is 80 funny. 80 dorks. 80 dorks. Was there really 80 fucking? It was 80. 
There's 80 people, and not one person acknowledged the fact that I had bright red dick-sucking lips. <laughs> it's, it was so pink. So pink. And you have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> I looked like every... Have you ever seen, like, uh, um, what's the dudes that dress up as ladies? Drag. Drag. But the drag with beards? Drag queen. Or they won't shave the beard. You ever see yeah. that? That's exactly what I look like. There, man, okay, side little tangent. You know how we were doing uh, stand-up at the gay bar, and then we got in trouble? Well, you and fucking others got us in trouble for, I don't know what I didn't get fuck. anyone in trouble. Was it? I thought it was you and the other guy. Uh, they were mad at Ferris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they eventually, they, I didn't do anything that dirty. They just hated my guts. Fair enough. Yeah. The point is, you can't talk like that at a gay bar, Is was uh, the reason given to us. I was walking by there on the... like. Is that the reason given? I, that's what I heard. <laughs> okay. Well, I was walking... Literally at a party two days ago, every... every I have I say this on stage. Every gay I met is going wild right now. Yeah. They're just going wild. Dude. How about the dude? We're at the party. Let me tell this first, because it happened to you. <laughs> and he's just like... He's just like, I grab... He's like, I have parties all the time. And he's talking to us. Yeah. He's like, I have parties all the time, and I don't let anyone in unless they let me grab their... They pull their dick and balls out and let me hold it. And I'm like, no. He's like, no, no, you have to. I'm like, I don't have to. (laughs) He said, show me your dick. I showed him. Yeah. Why not? Who cares? I mean, everyone else. I didn't let him touch it. Really? No. Just holding your balls. I'm married now. (laughs) I think Camilla would just laugh. Mm, Depends. Depends on her mood and the context. Really? But I was going to say about the drag queen or the, the, Mm -hmm. the gay bar. Two days later on Sunday, I was walking by that place and they had a drag show and I, I just stopped by just to listen and whoever the host is is going, look at this little butt slut right here. I bet you have so much cum in your balls. You're just overflowing with semen, aren't you? You're a little semen demon. And I was like, and we got kicked out of this place. It's because we're not gay. I said I was going to, I was going to dress up as drag the week of Halloween for that show. Would have been awesome. Yeah, I was gonna ho- I was gonna ask the host, and I was gonna go full drag, and then do that. Just whatever in my head the version of drag queens say, based on whatever I've seen in pop culture. That was, and it's just that in my mind, by the way. I was like, dude, you know, we go yeah. hard and paint all the time, and I was mm-hmm. like, this is pretty offensive. Like, I could imagine somebody like uh, my my parents walking down the street if they overheard that on the street. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, I was just walking down the road. I wasn't going there, and I could hear it was like my know, grandparents would be horrified. It was like noon, by the way. It wasn't what? like seven p.m. Yeah, it was like daytime. I was going for lunch. And well, <laughs> you're a little semen demon. That's weird. Yeah, maybe maybe it was like daytime four. drag. Maybe it was like four. I can't remember. It seems like a nighttime activity. Yeah, doesn't I, it? it was lunch. It was lunch. I was going for lunch. <laughs> That's fucking weird. It was for sure daytime. Um, do you remember what we read last week, Kyle? No. Of course not. It was about uh, Israel getting taken over by Assyria, cause, and then, oh, the, no. then um, the Assyrians resettled their own people there, and they started worshipping the wrong gods, and then God sent a plague of lions on them to eat them. Coolest plague so far. And sure. then um, they, they hired, a, like, they're like, hey, uh, one of you Jews come back here and tell us what God we should pray to because lions are eating Don't us. Don't you think God should, like... God was a regional God <laughs> before he was God of the whole world. Yeah, this is his territory. Yeah, that's it. That's the, where There's, he, like, crypts. Yeah. There's, like, crypts and blood gods, and, like, this is our turf. They're fighting over it. And uh, then... They Do you w- think... 
if I was a god and I wanted to be known that this wasn't just random lions, right? Mm-hmm. I would make a plague of something that doesn't exist on Earth. Well, in the future, in Revelation, <laughs> it talks about there's going to be uh, locusts with or lions' heads. And That's what I'm talking tails. about. Send that down. Send that down, and no one will mistake that for a coincidence. <laughs> you're you're not wrong. And then so you know what some scientists might be like. I've discovered a new species of scorpion-headed lions. <laughs> Scorpion-tailed lion-head locusts. My bad. They come out of a pit, and they're gonna. And I remember listening to this because my dad. Are they big as lions or big as locusts? They're like they sting people, but they don't kill them. I would imagine they're about the size of your fists. I don't know. That's how I imagined this fantasy animal. But I remember my dad. Scorpion the size of your fist. I when, guess that's what when, when he was first starting uh, his like preaching circuit, we drove everywhere. Now he, he flies around the world, but we used to drive and mm-hmm. we drove all the way to Mexico and back. And we weren't allowed to talk. And he would listen to Mike Bickle preaches about this exact shit. And then I remember, justifying the scorpions. I remember asking him, I was like, like, do you really think like that's going to happen? He's like, yeah, the Bible says it's going to happen. And like probably soon, like probably in our lifetime. Like, imagine telling that to, like, a 13-year-old. Thousands of years ago, they had, the, they had the imagination of a toddler. Like, a toddler now, if you give him crayons, we'll draw that. Uninspired, we'll, we'll draw... Every, as a kid, did you not do that? Draw animals with different heads on other animals? Yeah, well, that's all they That's, ha- like, toddler-inspired shit. They only have so much reality to draw from. That's what I'm right? saying. Like, everybody that's builds exactly on what that. I'm saying. Yeah, everyone- and 2,000 years later, toddlers are doing that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, this how is... un, how it, how little the Bible holds up, yeah. without being provoked. Show them the Nature Channel for an hour, and kids will draw what's in the end of times. And at the time, they're like, "This is the scariest thing we can think of." When they wrote it, John, yeah, John the Baptist on his acid trip, and like literally, we have horror movies that if they existed back then, there would just be a video at the end of the Bible going, "This is what's going to happen to you," just insidious. It would just be that. Because that's not scary anymore. That's kind of scary. No, it's not, because it's a cartoon in my head. It, it's ridiculous. Okay, well, I'm imagining a crayon drawing. The reason I, it's it's not like I'm picturing lines and scorpions all mashed up together. It becomes coming scary to reality. when it's real. Of course, if you like it's obviously Well, bullshit. that's my point. But if you believe it, it's terrifying. I don't think anyone believes that. People my dad fucking believes it. Dude. I don't think he's truly scared of scorpion lions stinging him. Uh, I think 20 years ago, I think 20 years ago he was, I think 20 years ago, he really truly believed that. I think I've worn him down over, over 20 years of being like, I can't acknowledge that he would possibly believe that. My mom believes it for sure. She says that. I really don't think she's going to, she thinks she's going to have to run away from locust line scorpions. Honestly, fuck you. If you don't think. I think your mom doesn't have as much conviction in this as she thinks she does. No, I, you can't say how what other people's convictions is. There are psych the, the snake fucking handlers. I've in, met your mom. She's too normal. Ah, uh, you haven't seen her at church. I understand that, but that's the act. That's the performance. <sighs> oh, I guess it's like if you go, like, that's like going to see like what's a what's a like. Uh, also, again, I've worn my mom down by saying shit like you're saying to me right now. Like, you really believe in cartoons? Well, that's Scorpion. what I'm saying. She doesn't. I don't think she does. But they don't think about it. Third, there's that. like, there's like, all the all the punk bands in the '70s, right? Mm-hmm. People thought they were scared of them because punk was new. People were scared of them, 
But off stage, they're the biggest pussies ever. Yeah, satanic panic, all this shit. Yeah, they're the biggest pussies, and that's like people talk about. It. I was meeting them. There was like remember, fans meeting each other. Thought there was gonna be like turf wars, and they're both huge dorks. And that's what I think. I they think they got leather and spikes. Yeah, dude, I remember going to my first metal show, being underage, terrified. I tried to get into Motorhead in Vancouver. Oh, I, I was like nice. seventeen or something, and I was all scared. Yeah, was like these guys are big and intimidating, mm-hmm. and they were like, "I was like, hey, like, is this where the Motorhead shows?" They're like, "Yeah, what's up?" But I was like, you know, welcome. I told them it was my first show, and everyone's like high fiving me, and like they, I, uh, I ended up not getting in because of the ID requirements. Mm-hmm. But some like guys were like trying to like, you know, they're like, "We'll get you in the back door," but I pushed out because I didn't want to do it. But, but I'm just saying that's how cool and nice they were. After I was too, I was standing across the street, too scared to go over there, and I finally worked up the courage and I went over. And metal's with, really inclusive. Within yeah, within like a minute, I was like, "These are my my homies," <laughs> like right away. And like my first mosh pit I went into, like you get knocked over, everybody people helps pick you up. You up. That is like shocking. Up. Yeah, it's to like, realize that that happens. Yeah, it was like yeah. There's all there's hardcores like, i hate those people yeah fuck them swinging their arms around yeah there's one of those guys in pretty much every mosh pit Ugh. but they'll get checked from behind yeah they'll get theirs they like it though yeah I, my favorite they do move like it is just go I'm, I'm going to my first metal concert since covid next weekend mm-hmm. neck of the woods i'm so fucking excited the singer is a hot dude covered in tattoos that <laughs> moshes dude last time i saw him he jumped off the stage at the habitat and literally punched me in the head what? Yeah, he like just he went flailing into the mosh pit and punched me into the head. It was awesome. <laughs> and you're stoked. Yes, yeah, so fucking dude. Anytime a singer jumps off stage with the mic, moshing and screaming, it's pretty awesome. It's so fucking awesome. That used to be a go-to. Yeah. Well, I've I've literally never seen anyone do it, but this guy. And I've been to hundreds. I've never seen anyone punch anybody. I've seen singers with the microphone jump into the he, crowd. He like super Superman jumped into the That's crowd not- and his fist hit my head. It's an old rock would, and roll staple, dude. I wouldn't say he meant to punch me in the head, but he, he did. didn't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, whatever. Well, what's the dude uh, that used to crawl? They used to climb up the the light structures. I don't know. In the outdoor shows and stage dive from like thirty feet up. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I've never heard of that. Okay, so my first, I had the exact opposite experience for my first metal show. It wasn't really. We didn't mean to go there. We're eighteen. Me and my friends. And uh, I come to, I think it's my birthday, and I was like, I want to go see some shows at some venues. So we all dress up. We're going to the city because we're from outside the city. Yeah, button up shirts, fucking nice pants, shoes, the whole thing. So we go to the first place. It's walking down in the basement, past everyone dressed in black, just getting chirped. <laughs> I mean. Granted, I totally understand why. If you looked like that, totally understand. If why. I looked like that, I don't think I would have got the same treatment from the Motorhead fans. No. <laughs> so we walk, we walk by. Little, little, not a lot of chirping. We're getting chirped a little bit though, and uh, we get in there. And I wanted to see a fucking rock show, but it was scream metal. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking see this. And my friends like, Oh, good. We don't. We don't want to come with you. <laughs> so then we leave, and now we're walking past them again. Holy fuck. Chirp the whole time. Yeah. Hey, wrong venue, eh, boys? <laughs> hey, bet you didn't know where you were going. That all the whole way out. We just had to eat it, dude. Just had to eat it. I love that. I went to Pagan Fest way down in San Jose. Me and my buddy flew down there for one concert. We're in line, and uh, 
I said to this guy, I said, you know, hey, buddy. And he's just like, I'm not your buddy, guy. They could tell we were Canadian right away. He's like, I'm yeah. not. And then some other guy's like, I'm not your guy, friend. Within 30 seconds, the whole line is chirping us. <laughs> really? Canadian. Yeah, it was so funny. That's awesome. All right. So uh, last week we read about the lines and shit. So now, yeah. Oh, I don't you went. <gasps> and I thought you were going to interrupt me again. I'm I was, just. I was going to say. Embarrassing. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> but then I chose not to, and you made me do it anyways. Yeah, well, here we are. Okay, so uh, we're in Second Kings chapter 18. Hezekiah becomes king of Judah. Hezekiah is a famous king of Israel. In fact, is when he? I was... I've never heard of him. Uh, well, you don't know fucking anything about... King David. I, fair enough. How famous is he? Uh, I'd say he's like fourth famous. I'd say David, Solomon, Josiah, Hezekiah. He's not famous enough for anyone to take his shitty-ass name. You don't There's, see a lot of Hezekiahs running around. David's left and right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, there's a bunch of shit in Israel named after him. They have a tunnel that he built, Hezekiah's tunnel, that's like a secret escape from the castle in or like the fucking Temple Mount. Mm-hmm. And you can walk through it. I, I had the opportunity to walk through it, but I chose not to because it sounded... Everyone who did it said it was fucking awesome, but you have walked through this tunnel in knee-deep water for like an hour and a half in pitch black darkness, but it's like kind of cool, I guess. And I, I could go... Because you're like cosplaying being escaping from war. Yeah, there's that. And so I could have gone to Hezekiah's tunnel or the fucking, fucking tomb of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I went to the tomb of Jesus and they said no photography and I took a picture in there. Nice. Yeah. Rebel. Yeah, no. Did you ever have like the tomb was empty? If you can believe it, he's still not there. He's not there. No, he was never there. Was his ghost there? No, uh, he's not a ghost, dude. Was it? Was his the ghost? Holy Ghost? The spirit was. He's everywhere. So yes, in that sense. No. Yes, he's no, everywhere because he's, he comes up upon people in the Bible. He's inside of you, Kyle. No. Yes, he is. No, I don't. I don't let him. You have to. Invite, I, don't, I don't like it. He's like a vampire. You have to let him in. <laughs> May I come in? No. But you're drunk. What? Still no. <laughs> Consent. 18. In the third year of Hosea, Hoshea, Hosea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He, he was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. I think that's like the most reasonable age or maybe not the most reasonable. I don't know. It's, it's weird hearing about the like 20-year-old kings and stuff. Because I don't think you should be king at under 25. Really over under 35. Yeah, I mean, like the older you get, the more you're like, yeah, I didn't know fucking anything back then. Yeah, but there's like, there's a cognitive uh, decline that happens at a certain point. So you can't have a full Joe Biden. You can't go full wisdom on this one. Did you see him fall asleep? Yeah. <laughs> I like how no one cares. The world's like, yeah, but it's not Trump, so that's good. And we literally, <laughs> we're, the United States is going to get invaded. I don't think they're going to get invaded. Neither do I, but I when, wouldn't this be the time I think when their commander-in-chief is just literally falling asleep I think they're the going to invade themselves. I think it's going to fucking erupt into civil war. I still believe this. You know I was fucking terrified about this like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's not going to happen, and here's why. The states that are open are going to... They're gonna they're gonna succeed. Because first of all, they're on the south. They have a port, and they have free freedom of industry. They're gonna succeed, and everyone's gonna try and come in. 
at some point, and they just won't let them. From the closed states or what? What do you I mean? I think everyone? California. If this does, if it gets separated to the point where borders are completely shut down between states, which I don't think will happen, but that would be your civil war fantasy. There would have to be full shutdown state borders. I don't think it'll happen like that. I don't think it'll just be acts of terror that escalate tit for tat, escalating violence. But if, who acts of terror against who against who? Uh, the Black Lives Matter, the Kyle Rittenhouse fucking uh, vigilante justice escalating tit for tat on whoever's hey, side. Maybe don't chase a guy with a gun screaming shit at him. I don't know. What? That's my point. I'm saying every time. There's giant protests. It's potential for people to escalate to violence. And once violence happens, but you I get think, a tit for tat cycle. I think cycle. most of society thinks those, how those protests unfold is retarded, right? So then, besides the protesters, who's joining that? The fight. That's a fraction of a percent of people. It doesn't take many people to... To like, incite a riot. I understand that. But I think most people, when asked, would be like, the whole thing was stupid. Yes. That's still It still happens all the time, Kyle. Yeah, but that's not going to erupt to a civil war. It might. A pocket of violence is not civil war. No, of course not. Of course not. But when infrastructure breaks down and it's people... This could happen. Like, they could put hard borders on states, right? Like, Texas could be like, I don't want any left-wing people coming here and ruining our state. And they could put a hard border on it. California could get even more liberal with their laws and have an entire state full of just people in tents. (laughs) <laughs> you know <laughs> and then some of those people are like i realize i live in a theoretical three million dollar mansion but i'm surrounded by tents so i want to go to texas and texas will be like fuck you you liberal hippie piece of shit doesn't austin have like just yeah. as bad of a homeless problem as california it's starting yeah and uh the the politicians from california apparently have uh have reached out to Austin and been like, don't let this happen. We fucked up. We, we It's too bad. We, we're never going to be able to fix it. We thought we were helping. We weren't. And these are like super left-wing people. They're like, don't do that. That's hilarious. Fix it. Yeah, you yeah. have to You have to help. The- yeah, no, you have to, you have to de-centivize. You have to uncentivize being homeless, first of all. Mm-hmm. Well, you also have to help your like lowest or loser citizens or yeah. wh- however you want to call it. The poorest people. Because... Mm-hmm. The bot, yeah, just the bottom though. Yes, because you can't incentivize a culture of no, no, no. You know what? I don't like going to work, and you're telling me I could just beg for money and do drugs. You can't have that choice available. I saw one homeless person in Sweden, and I've been there in like three, three times for months at a time. Yeah, one but, homeless person. Yeah, they're very rich though. It's the country of Sweden. Mm-hmm. So is the United States GDP. It's like one of the biggest uh, countries in the world. I mean, Sweden has a giant surplus every year and the states you don't think the united states can pay for their homeless people that's a complicated question and not really i think they could pay for the ones you're talking about but to fix the whole california problem no i think you need a i don't think it's some money that you can throw at it i think it's like a generational problem that you need to fix with like edgy like a whole like that you can't fix that in a year i think you need to fix that over 10 or 15 years generations yeah no you're right it is you need to fix... Nothing changes. Things change with generations. Yeah. You change your mind a little bit, then the next generation has a wildly different opinion, then you die. And they just... That's what it is now. You're dead. You don't You don't even matter. Your whole generation... Our whole generation of... Isn't, isn't it fun to joke about anything? Is going to die with us. The, the 
The generation come com- on. I sincerely think that. You don't okay. There's been <clears throat> different times in history where people get Die with us for the next few generations. I'm not you? Gonna, yeah. I, I don't think so. Have you been on have you ever seen TikTok? No, I've never seen TikTok. Are you serious? Liter- this li- is what it is. I've seen okay, I've seen TikTok videos on Reddit and YouTube, but I've never Me actually too. looked at TikTok. Well, I've, I've seen them on face, uh, Facebook and Facebook Instagram. Facebook shit. So, so this this is what it is. It is the least offensive thing possible. It is lip syncing and dancing. You can't offend anyone. It's impossible to offend someone doing that because you're singing a song that already exists. Yeah, what, what sure, if you, it's not impossible. What if you sang fucking like KKK Rally it. March songs? It. But they're not. Okay. But yeah, I get your point. And the white man march. But I mean, there's no opinions anywhere. You talk in these outrageous absolutes, and I don't think you're right at all. There's no opinions anywhere. On TikTok? There's no opinions on TikTok. Listen no. to Kyle. No, dude. What the fuck are you Here's talking an opinion. about? <laughs> then their opinion would exist somewhere. No, that'd be my opinion, dude. Okay, okay. Let's get. Let's start reading here. So Hezekiah, twenty-five years old. Do you think a- there's going to be like a Doug Stanhope comic coming out of yes a fourteen-year-old? Yes. Yes. You really do. Inevitably, yes. There's always going to be the counterculture. Always. Always. I mean, to this level, to the point where it's Doug Stanhope is mainstream. Would you agree? You don't believe that? Would there'll you agree? Be, yeah. That Bill Burr, Doug Stanhope, and them are mainstream. Louis C.K.'s mainstream. I would say. I actually don't think Doug Stanhope is mainstream. He's mainstream. Bill Burr is mainstream. Doug Stanhope's mainstream now. No, most people don't know about him. Most people don't know who Bill Burr is if you don't like comedy. If you know comedy, you know Doug Stanhope. If you like comedy at all. Fair enough. So that's not you think I don't think that's going to exist. I I know for a fact it will exist cuz every t- generation in the mainstream. Or at least the let's say this to the Lenny side. Lenny Bruce, of it. George Carlin came out. They literally had to go to the Supreme Court. They had mm-hmm. censorship laws where you can't say that shit. Yeah. And they went to the. They came out of way more oppression than we have right now. I agree. So hundred percent. Lenny Bruce, big time. To say that George there's Carlin not going to be less. another comic like that. Yeah, but cultures back then was moving towards freedom. We're moving against it. Comics. We went back to comics getting fined. That's, it happened again. That's crazy. Fuck Canada. <laughs> but their human rights tribunal? Mike Ward just won his on his final appeal. That guy that called the lesbians cunts or something? No, that guy lost big time. Could you... Um, that guy, he he got fined for being a bad comic. I because mean, I actually kind of agree with that. I think we should for- start finding terrible comics. <laughs> <laughs> Because honestly, open mic is a fucking chore <laughs> these days, man. <laughs> Think about it though. Every comic that you know that we both know yeah. would have torched those decks. Yeah. They're making out in the front row and heckling the whole show. They would have gotten torched. He just sucks at comedy. He got fined $30,000. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, Mike Ward won his appeal because he made fun of the kid with Treacher Collins that no one knows outside of Montreal. He's like Montreal famous okay. for being a singer. And he got fined based... He got fined a shitload of money. He's lost hundreds of thousands of dollars fighting this in court. But in Montreal, if you speak French, you can make hundreds of thousands a year doing the French circuit. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I did know that. So he's he's flush with money. And he fought it. And he won Supreme Court final appeal four to five. That's how close it was. Jesus. Four Christ. to five. Okay, he won, though. Yeah. So I think that might set a precedent. 
But holy shit, was that close. That is pretty crazy. For making fun of a public famous person, for the record. and the That joke, does not bode well. And the joke was not even that offensive. He was like, he was on TV because he was dying. So that's how he got on TV and everyone was like rallying against him. And then he's like, five years later, I'm like, he's still alive. I want my money back. He was supposed to die. That's the bit. Oh my God. That's the bit. It's not even offensive. What was the angle of the prosecutors? That he was like death uh, threats or what? No, the, that it negatively harmed his life. The kid, the kid and his mom sued. His mom won too. Fuck that. His mom won for being offended on behalf of her kid. 10,000 bucks. Oh man. Dino said. It all, the, all overturned. I think, Dino but. said the most hilarious shit last night. Dino was making some pretty like you know some great jokes hilarious comic could yeah it could have been a little bit offensive best comic we've had in Columbia oh man it was so fucking funny but there was like a section of the room who's exactly what you're talking about who wasn't laughing and he said something like y'all are on the right side of history but you're no fun at all (laughs) (laughs) that's beautifully he was so right anyways let's get reading here so uh he's 25 years old his mother's name was abijah daughter of Zechariah, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. He removed the high places, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the Asherah poles. Okay, remember? That's good. Yeah, all the time when we read, he's like, he did what was right in the right, what was, Jesus Christ. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, Mm -hmm. but he allowed the high places to remain. Hezekiah did not do these things. He smashed them with sacred stones. He's like, have you guys not noticed a pattern? (laughs) Also, I... Are these sacred stones new? They're the, you know, they altars. tablets. They're altars. Like, oh, okay. So, like, you know. I was thinking, like, some commandments. No, no, no. Uh, like, What's altars. different commandments? Uh, they, I mean, there's all the laws of Leviticus and Numbers, but the ten, the big ten are the, you know, those, those are the only ten How about for other religions? They ever co-opt that? Um Hammurabi's you know what? everything's kind of stolen from each other. Yeah, there's Hammurabi's code. There's uh, the Draco's, the code of Draco, the Draconian laws. Um, All right. But they weren't like, what I meant was laws coming down from God written down mm, in whatever language they spoke. I'm sure there <laughs> is, but I'm too ignorant t- to comment intelligently on, on that. All right, and there we go. He, he smashed and that's it. The, uh, he smashed the sacred stones and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake that Moses had made. For up to that time, the Israelites had been burning incense. Moses. Okay, remember Moses offended God with a bronze snake. You don't remember anything, man. Okay, so when, back when Moses went to get the first ten commandments, and then he comes comes down there, wash, they're worshiping the golden calf made of their own earrings, uh-huh. and he breaks his commandments and gets all mad. Then God sends snakes to fucking bite people. Do you remember this? No. And then he makes a bronze snake, and everybody who looks at the bronze snake is fine. And now, that's, oh, it's actually right. the symbol of like modern medicine. Yeah, yeah. So I, why does God not like that snake now? Fucking who knows, man. <laughs> Like it's like just some nonsense. Because <laughs> that was a po- it was a positive snake before that a, story. Now yeah, it's a negative yeah, snake. Now it's a negative snake, and the whole thing was because they were worshiping a cow, and then he erected the snake to stop them from getting snake bites, and now they're worshiping the snake. This, the like rock paper scissors logic of what beats what, and whoever <laughs> wrote this shit is so stupid. Uh snake beats cow, and snake beats. Bronze snake beats other snakes. Gold, gold cow, bronze snake. Fucking so stupid. Uh, 
so they've been burning into it. It was called uh, Nehushtan. Nehushtan? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Hezekiah yep. trusted no, that's what it's called. in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before or after him. He held fast to the Lord and did not cease to follow him. He kept the commands the Lord had given Moses. The Lord was with him. He was successful in what he undertook. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. From watchtower to fortified city, he defeated the Philistines as far as Gaza and its own territory. Side note, the fall of Assyria is one of the great mysteries of all time. They were like one of these huge empires that just crumbled in a few years and no one knows why. Really? Yeah. Internal conflict. There's a... a few theories put forth in turtle conflict is one of them. Um, they kind of like a giant Ponzi scheme. They just grew and grew and grew until it collapsed on itself and broke into minor States. There was also the sea peoples, which are like ancient Vikings. They're like Vikings before Vikings. They came in on ships and just fucked everybody up on the coast. That's cool. In King so the Vikings <clears throat> took shit back to like Sweden and stuff, right? Yeah. Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Dan, the Danes so were like actually full of treasure. I'm serious. Today? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Do they have like muse- museums full of treasure? I mean, they do. I went to, I told you about going to uh, Laco Castle and they have like in, in just like a glass case with no security whatsoever, like all these gold crowns and like goblets and stuff, silver. I thought to myself, I could probably rob this place pretty easily. How do you fence it though? That's, you know? the, that's the problem. You have to smelt it down. And then now you've just destroyed history for a little gold. Exactly. Yeah. Which is not worth it. It's the weird thing about, I think this is wrong personally, but it exists that if you like, if you, people like go hunting shipwrecks, right? Mm-hmm. And they recover artifacts and they spend tens of millions of dollars doing it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then they recover the artifacts and a country goes, actually, those are ours 10,000 years ago. So give them back. And they, the world makes them give it back. It's fucked up, dude. Museums are fucked up. Fuck that. Malcolm Gladwell did a great podcast about it. I can't remember what it's called, but it's on revisionist, revisionist history. And so much of museums... They spend all this money to acquire wealth, and then they just they store hoard it. it. Yeah, they're like I've smog, seen that. smog the dragon, and uh, like there's a this weird accounting loophole where you have something they paid you know ten million dollars for a Picasso painting, and now it's priceless, it's off the books. So these museums are like going bankrupt. They're way in the red, and they hold gazillions of dollars in valuable artifacts. Uh huh. It's fucking crazy. Like infinite, essentially. Yeah, yeah, priceless. It's like it's me. They're privately owned too, right? These museums. Some of them. The British ones are the greatest because they fucking robbed all their colonies, and then they're like, "You want to come see, uh, you know, Pharaoh's <laughs> fucking crown? Come to fucking London." That's cool. And Egypt's like, "Can we have that back?" They're like, mm, nah. "Nah." Also, fuck it. I took it from you in war. That's how you acquired stuff back then. Fair enough. I don't know. The, then by that logic, though. The only way to get it back is to go to war. Yes. I that know. is my logic. I don't... Uh, I think that you should make Because you can't... I think that Britain should give it back to Egypt. I do, do get you? that. Yeah, and I don't think that Egypt should have to Where fucking... Where does that stop, bomb. though? Okay. Uh, you, yeah, I don't know. Because that doesn't just stop at artifacts. They've taken a lot more okay. things away. Land? You're, land? The, you're totally right. The line's it's drawn... So, it's so gray. I, do, I, ha- I, I, res- I rescind what I just said. You I don't have know to what just fuck... let things be. Yeah, what they are. Yeah. 
Otherwise, you go technically, well, that's why wars are fought. This part, the line's here, and you go, no, the line's here because the line was here before, and now you have a war over it. Yeah, that's that's like the last 300 years of Europe. Yeah. All right, verse 9. In King Hezekiah's... We should start redrawing the line. You know, we have the forest line in the States. Just start pushing it and see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) The bordered forest line. I think if we pushed it, you know, a couple hundred meters, I think they would just take over Canada. Probably. In like a month. That'd be sweet. I should instigate that. I want to get... I'm trying to get... It's hard enough to get a a visa, a work visa for comedy over there. Maybe I'll just start... Start a war, <laughs> get occupied, and now I can do comedy in this, in Texas, dude. It's genius. In King Hezekiah's, you don't think so? Like no, I think that's retarded. And Canada, uh, in our only war versus the United States, we won and we burned down the White House, which is why it's the White House. Are you serious? Did you not? You don't know fucking anything. No, that's awesome. You don't know war of, of the War of eighteen twelve. I've heard that. I had to write that in school at some point. The War of eighteen twelve. We burnt the White House down. Yeah. Then they had to build a new one, and they painted it white, and that's why they have the White House. It wasn't white before. No. And then it was eventually black. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. In King Hezekiah's fourth year, which was the seventh year of Hosea's, I read this, at uh, the end of these years, Assyria, uh, so Samaria was captured in Hezekiah's sixth year, which was the ninth year of Hosea, king of Israel. The king of Assyria deported Israel to Assyria and settled them in Halah, in Gozan, on the Harbor River, and in the towns of the Medes. This happened because they had not obeyed the Lord their God, mm-hmm. or because Assyria took them over in war and had nothing to do with God, but, they, but had violated his covenant, all that, Mo, that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded. They had neither listened to the commands nor carried them out. It's funny that you, I mean, the point's been made, but they're, they're, it's so vague on what, on what can cause God to completely wipe you out, essentially. It just has to be someone... Seven generations up that did something bad. Yeah. Well, he says. Yeah. That. So it's like, so you're trying to figure out what happened. You, It's just a blanket statement now. Someone offended God because someone had to have. It's been seven generations of everyone in this, everyone in town. So they're like, yeah, fuck it. That's obviously what it is. You have no, meanwhile, they have no idea what did it, who did it. It's just someone. I get this point. I think you're onto something though, but like, just the human need for explanation, mm-hmm. and they're like, it must be, it must be seven generations ago when they offended him. Because yeah. we're pretty good right now. I mean, we still have the Asherah poles and the the high places erected. I that, thought they just tore them down. That could be it. Well, they tore them down, but God's still mad. <laughs> he's he's hard to please. In the 14th year of King Hezekiah's reign, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. So Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent this message to the king of Assyria at Lachish. I have done wrong. Withdraw from me and I will pay whatever you demand of me. So two paragraphs ago, Hezekiah rebels against Assyria. It's going great. He's got. He's like, I'm the king here. And then the Assyria, Assyrians are like the eye of Mordor, right? They can only focus on one thing at a time. So they're fucking up some, like, they got their their massive, the best army in the world, equipped with all iron weapons. Greatest army the world has seen to this point. Oh, yeah. And they're just going around fucking up everybody they encounter. So they take over Judah, then they leave, and then he's like, fuck that, we're not going to be your slaves anymore. And then they come back, he's like, I'm so sorry, I'll pay whatever you want. <laughs> I didn't think you'd come back. And God, and, and, and like two paragraphs ago, God loves Hezekiah, he did all that was right, and then he took it over. Then they fucking fucked up, and now Assyria's back. 
I've done wrong. Withdraw from me. <laughs> it's f- funny that the answer to why is someone somewhere did something. And God was offended. And God was mad. And yeah. now all of Assyria is going to come take you like over. You, it's, you'd feel like that'd be an important reason. You know, you'd give the what happened. The exact. Yeah. It's, like, well, like as if you're, this is, you're essentially in God's court. They didn't follow the la- laws of Moses. That's it. They said it explicitly. What do you mean? Oh, they didn't follow the Ten Commandments? They had violated his covenant. All that the servant of the Lord commanded, they neither listened to the commands nor carried them out. Shoot. Shoot crap. <clears throat> uh, the king of Assyria attacked from... Uh, whoops. The king of Assyria exacted from Hezekiah, king of Judah, 300 talents, which is uh, 11 tons or 10 metric tons. Uh, 30 talents, 11 metric tons of gold. So 10 Campbells. So Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the temple of the Lord and the treasuries of the royal palace. At this time, Hezekiah, king of Judah, stripped off the gold, which he had covered the doors and the doorposts of the temple and gave it to the king of Assyria. So they pimped out the temple of God with all this gold and silver, and then they had to give it back because God likes fancy things. Who's that? What's up? Nothing. Just actually looking for a place to fucking live. Because um, out of here, by the fifteenth. You're on the pod. I'm on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Caleb. What's up, Chad? All right, talk to you later. What's up? Okay, bye. The king of Assyria sent his. I thought he was going to say some wild shit. I mean, kind he had of a did. night last night. The king of Assyria sent his supreme commander, his chief officer, and field commander. With a large army from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem, they came up to Jerusalem and stopped at the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the washerman's field. They called for the king, and Eliakim, son of Hilakah, and uh, the palace administrator, uh, Sheniba, the secretary, and Joan, son of Asaph, the recorder, went out to them. The field commander said to them, Tell Hezekiah, this is pretty badass, This is kind of like uh, some ancient shit talk. This is what the great king, the king of Assyria says. On what are you basing this confidence of yours? You say you have strategy and military strength, but you speak only empty words. On whom are you depending that you rebel against me? Look now, you are depending on Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff, which pierces a man's hand and wounds him if he leans on it. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who all who depend on him. And you say to me, we are depending on the Lord, our God. Isn't he one of those high place? uh, Isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before this altar in Jerusalem. Come now, make a bargain with my master, the King of Assyria, and I will give you 2000 horses. If you can put riders on, and I'll give you 2000 horses. If you can put riders on them, it's like you can't. You don't even have two thousand guys to put on the horses. I would give you to fight me. Yeah, pussy. How can you repulse one officer, one officer of the least of my master's officials, even though you are depending on Egypt for chariots and horsemen? Furthermore, I have come to attack and destroy this place without a word from the Lord. The Lord Himself told me to march against this country and destroy it. So Assyria is being like, your gods abandon you. Uh, I've already taken over your towns. You can't even field an army. Like, gods abandon you. What the fuck are you guys doing? He says, your god actually told me to attack you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. How can you refute that? 
then Eliakim, son of Hilika, Shaniba, and Jones said to the field commander. Oh, I'm surprised people don't use that strategy against Christians. Have we said that before? What do you mean? You just don't go. Uh, uh, actually, my God told me to do this to you. Um, Your God told me to do this to you. Uh, I don't think we've said it before, and people do do that to Christians. I, I say that to them all the time. I always go, I'm, I worship the God that made your God. And they go, my God's the only God. I'm like, but my God made your God. And then they go, there is no God but my God. I'm like, but my God made your God. And then we just go in this loop. So there is people more trollable than Caleb. Uh, Christians. <clears throat> They'll burn you to death for it. Then Eli- yeah, they said, please speak to your servants in Aramaic since we don't understand it. Don't speak to us in Hebrew in the hearing of the people on the wall. So they're like, basically, the Assyrians have surrounded the last town where the king is. Mm-hmm. And they send out, he sends out like his officers and they're having like a parlay. Like, if we have to attack this, we're going to kill every fucking one of you, basically. And then the representatives of Hezekiah go, can you please speak in Aramic? We don't want any um like anybody on the walls to overhear what we're talking about because <laughs> they're you're looking at me like I'm not making any sense at all. I stopped paying attention for a second and I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> they're having a parlay, a serious threatening to burn down all of fucking the, the city. The officials from the city say, can you speak in Aramic please? Cause we don't want anyone to overhear these threats. Basically they're being little bitches, but the commander replied, was it only to your master and you that my master sent me to say these things and not to the men sitting on the wall who, like you, will have to eat their own filth and drink their own <laughs> urine? He's like, hey, everybody, listen up. We're going to fuck all of you up. God sent us here. And they're like, don't say that. They can hear you. He's like, I want them to hear me. He's like, you are gonna, you guys are going to be... Gonna, they literally told him to eat shit. Yeah, eat shit and drink your own piss because you're going to run out of food and then we're going to attack you. <laughs> and Cal's like, fuck, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> Then the, <laughs> drink my own piss. Is it, what is it? A Friday? Then commander stood and called out in Hebrew. Hear the word of this great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you from my hand. Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says the Lord will surely deliver us. The city will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. This is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me and come out to me. Then every one of you will eat from his own vine and fig tree and drink water from his own cistern. Until I come to you, until I come and take you to a land like your own, a land of grain and new wine, a land of branded vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey, choose life and not death. So basically these officers go past the representatives of the city and say to the men on the walls like, Hey, put down your weapons, join us. And that happened a lot. Assyria, kind, that's how they kind of made such an effective, great fighting force. Yes, they won battles, but oftentimes people would just leave and be like, you know, join us. We're gonna, then we can, you know, fight for us and we'll c- take over new places and you'll all have your own land and vineyards and fucking wealth. Sick, yeah. yes. Uh, choose life. Some of those iron weapons and you got yourself a deal. Yeah, remember when God couldn't defeat iron chariots? It's, that's what the Assyrians had. Yeah. Do not listen to Hezekiah. That's pathetic. It is. Yeah, the Lord could not defeat them, for they had iron chariots, quote, unquote. That's such low-level awe. Dude, the fucking metals we have now would blow God's mind. <laughs> Do not listen to Hezekiah. Just, just, he's like, you can't mix them together, because we have alloys now. Yeah. He's like, you're mixing them? <laughs> I can't beat them if you mix them. 
the god, the creator of the universe, the guy that made the irons, like, they have iron, fuck. They found it. I did put it everywhere. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have put it everywhere. I didn't think they'd melt the rocks. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for he is misleading you when he says, oh, didn't I just read this? The Lord will deliver us. No, I did not just read this. The Bible's super fucking repetitive. Uh, do not listen to Hezekiah, for he's misleading you when he says the Lord will deliver us. Has the God of any nation ever delivered his land from the hand of the king of Assyria? That's badass. Basically, he's saying every other every other place we went, they had a God that was going to deliver them, and we fucked them up. <laughs> so you're not special. You're on my list. Your God sucks. Do, uh, they, do they think they have a God that's better than Yeah, they do God? have a God. I think they worship. Oh, man. I'm not going to say because I'm going to be wrong. But I th- never mind. Just say it. Um, it's uh, what the fuck? What's a different word for Satan? Beelzebub. Yeah, it's yeah. That's the guy. Really? I, yeah. Good job. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> just because of the Queen song. Has has the God of any nation delivered uh his ha- delivered his land from the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath of Arpad? Where are the gods of Sephriam, Hannah, and Iva? Have they rescued Samaria from my hand? Who are who of all the gods of these countries has been able to save his land from me? How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? But the people remained silent and said nothing in reply, because the king commanded, Do not answer him. Then Eliakim, son of Hilakah, the palace administrator, Shneba the secretary, and Joan the son of Asaph, the recorder. Is it necessary to say their whole titles every time? They got to be certain that you know exactly who they're talking about. Asaph, the recorder, went with went to Hezekiah. It really with, feels like the people just want their name in the Bible when this was written. Be like, don't don't forget this. Yeah, I'm I am Eliakim, the palace administrator. Mm-hmm. I uh, want my name and title. So they went to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and told him what the field commander had said. So basically, they're like they're like uh, we got real bad news. Uh, I, you know it's bad news because I tore all my clothes off so that you would know it's bad news before mm-hmm. I have to tell you. And then that's the end of the chapter. And next Also, we- I was listening to Too Sexy. That, that's a coincidence. <laughs> too Sexy? What? For my shirt. <laughs> too Sexy for my shirt. <laughs> Such so a tart. It hurts. Uh, Jerusalem's Deliverance Foretold <clears throat> is next week. Nice. Do, who do you think is going to win? The Assyrians or Hezekiah? After all that <clears throat> shit talk. Probably has a guy. I hope the Syrians beat the fuck out of them, though. I really want that to happen, even though I know it's probably not going to happen. Well, in fact, the Syrians have already fucked them up twice. Yeah, I want to see it again. But this is. I want to hold them down this time. Obviously, the part where they come back. The redemption story. And that's why they include all the shit talk before, because, like, can you believe they said this shit and lost? (laughs) Idiots. Um, Did you learn anything today, Kyle? No, I think I've stopped learning. I think I've hit an age where there's no more coming in. <laughs> I think there's more coming in, but it, it, like, like a warehouse, you have to take something out to put something else in. That's like that. So like, there's only a certain amount of names I can know. I forget people's names that I've known if I had to learn new names, and I'm that's not a joke. That's a fact. Did you know that uh, there's a neuron for every person? Like, there's a single neuron. There's a neuron in my brain that recognizes Kyle. You're a fucking neuron. In your brain, there's a Caleb neuron that fires every time you no, see my face. No way. Yes. 
It's there's true. Some, there's something I want to fire every so, time I see your face. <laughs> so, Fucking gun, point blank. My point is, you've got, you've probably got like 200 neurons, and you they're just getting like they're dying, dude. Yeah, I know they're dying. <laughs> if I have neurons for people's names, they're dying left and right. I'm drinking those away. Do we get any emails this week, Kyle? <laughs> no, but we got a couple new uh, Patreon supporters. Oh, let's we just had a banging Patreon this week. Check it out: patreoncom Fanta- slash Bible beaters. Fantastic Patreon. We talked to uh, my close personal friend Cass, who was raised by Baptists in the Southern states, and you would not believe the shit that she had to go through. It's a wild. She story. had such a good time. She is one of the Patreon supporters. <laughs> and we got another new Patreon supporter, uh, Josh Randawa. Josh Randawa. Yeah. Yeah. Good to meet you. Man, I went to high school with that guy. What's up, dude? Thanks really? for supporting. Yeah. Well, he's my fr- he's my brother's friend. He's a very smart man. Nice. Very well read. That's Perfect. it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. That's all. Yeah.